Hello and welcome to the Big Happy Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Britt, and this week we're talking about 60-minute retreats. This is one of my favorite concepts and it's been completely life-changing for me in terms of those three goals we have for ourselves. Feeling in control of our lives, weathering the tough stuff, being great role models for our kids. The 60-minute retreat is a new spin on an old idea. And in this episode, I'll walk you through what it is, how it works, and why it works. Next week, I'll talk you through how to craft your own and share with you some resources to get you started. All right, let's dive in. The word retreat means to withdraw from enemy forces as a result of their superior power or after a defeat. In this context, we're referring to things like the negative emotions we experience that overwhelm us, the stresses and the anxieties that we sometimes experience in relation to everyday life. Or it could be the forces around us, so the relationships, work, all that sort of stuff, the chaos and the stuff that's acting on us. The idea of the 60-minute retreat is that we are making space for ourselves where those things are not what we're focusing on. Instead, we focus on something that will rejuvenate us and strengthen us in some way. So the goal of the retreat is that 60 minutes after beginning, we feel at least a little bit better than we did when we started. And sometimes we feel a lot better than when we started. And even in situations where that doesn't happen, we come away at the end of the 60 minutes knowing ourselves a little bit better and having more information than we did before. But ideally, feeling better is what we're going for. Because when we feel better, we do better. Now, when you come to set up your own retreat, you decide what better means for you. For me, the ones I usually focus on when I'm doing my 60-minute retreats are kindness, calm, and compassion. Not always in the same retreat. Sometimes I just pick one. But because those aren't feelings that naturally float to the surface for me, certainly not when I'm dealing with myself, I use my 60-minute retreats to cultivate those feelings and learn how to treat myself with kindness and compassion. And I learn how to access and experience calm. I learn what that is for me. For you, better might mean something entirely different. It might mean feeling more inspired, more motivated, happier, more joyful. Maybe you're just seeking to quiet the mind and experience ease and contentment. Whatever it is, once you've identified the feeling you want to cultivate, you then set up your 60 minutes so that you create opportunities during that time to experience that feeling. It's really important at this point to say this is not about putting happy face stickers on your life and pretending you feel something you don't feel. It's about creating an environment in which the feelings you would like to cultivate can float to the surface. I started doing 60-minute retreats because of something that I learned under the heading of Law of Attraction. And the idea behind it is that the thing you think about most of the time is what you tend to attract towards yourself. I first started practicing the idea in my relationships with my kids and particularly in relation to schoolwork because I had such a desire to want to help them succeed, but I found myself being quite judgmental and impatient and sometimes quite nasty in my efforts to help them. And then I came across this idea of law of attraction where they said, focus on the thing you want, not the thing you don't want. And so when I was helping them with schoolwork, 
I started thinking about what I wanted that to feel like, what kind of space I wanted to create for them, how I wanted to help them cultivate the ability to look at something and keep going when it feels difficult. And as a result of that, I found myself more easily and more often able to help them with the stuff they were struggling with or wanted to give up on. And so I basically took that idea and applied it to myself. If you're like me, then you potentially find it easier, left completely unchecked, to focus more on the negative. And it's very easy when that happens to attract more of that stuff, mainly because that's just what we end up paying attention to. And as you'll see in a moment, what we pay attention to and how that shapes our habits can literally change our brains. The 60-minute retreat is a chance to deliberately and intentionally practice and experience the specific feelings you want to cultivate in your life. And in a nutshell, that's it. It's about increasing the opportunity to experience the feelings you want rather than so consistently being chucked around by the feelings you don't want. Even though those negative feelings and those difficult feelings don't go away, your ability to manage them begins to increase over time and the good stuff starts to occupy more of the mix. But I'm getting ahead of myself because we're going to talk about that in the why. I imagine from what you've already heard that you have some sense of why the 60-minute retreat might work and also why it might be a good thing. But there's a little bit more to the story and it's where law of attraction meets neuroscience and the psychology of habits. If you've had any exposure to any form of self-development, you know that thoughts play a massive role in our experience of life. But thoughts also have corresponding feelings. So you can talk about better feeling thoughts. So when you have those thoughts, you feel better. And by the same token, you can have worse feeling thoughts. As for whether it's the thought that gives rise to the feeling or the feeling that gives rise to the thought, that's unclear. I believe it works both ways. But either way, changing your thoughts can change how you feel and changing how you feel can change your thoughts. And together, those change your life. And this is where the neuroscience and the psychology of habits comes into play. According to neuroscientists, around 90% of the thoughts we have each day are the same thoughts we had yesterday and the same thoughts we had the day before. So they are nothing more than habits. I recorded an entire series about habits back in season one. So if you're not familiar with how habits form and why they form, you might want to go back and have a listen to that. The link to the whole series is in the blurb just below this episode in your podcast app. And you'll also find it with the show notes at bighappylife.co.uk. For our purposes in this episode, the thing that's important to know is that when you practice specific thoughts repeatedly, they literally change your brain. There's a law in neuroscience called Hebb's law or Hebb's rule. And put simply, it is that neurons that fire together wire together. So literally, whenever you have a thought and a neuron fires, if you repeatedly follow that thought with some particular action or another thought, and you do that over and over, then your brain literally wires a connection that it can use over and over. So it's like taking a pathway where at first you have to kind of cut through the trees and make a pathway, and eventually it becomes a sort of double lane, triple lane highway, allowing traffic to flow much more easily through it. So the gist of Hebb's law is that what you do repeatedly will restructure your brain according to those experiences so that you can maximize the use of the neural pathways you have. So all of that basically means one of the easiest ways to start to feel better is to feel better, which of course is a bit of a catch-22 and is why we've always used the kind of traditional retreat approach where you can experience those better feeling thoughts and those nicer feelings, 
because you leave life behind and you go away for four days or five days or a week or whatever it is. Usually someone else will look after the itinerary. There'll be speakers who will fill your head with amazing, inspiring information. You'll have the opportunity to socialize with other people who are facing similar things or want similar things out of life. There's usually some element of yoga or exercise or something that moves your energy, pumps your blood and makes you feel fantastic. And then the food, all the glorious colors of the rainbow in fruit smoothies and vegetable juices and platters of glorious food. And in those settings, it feels like anything is possible. Those retreats are wonderful for recalibrating and just resetting the whole system so you can come back energized and do what you need to do. But right now, as I record this in July 2020, we have two problems with that approach. One of them has to do with the fact that it's July 2020 and we're just coming out of coronavirus lockdown. So swanning off somewhere for five days probably is neither an attractive option nor a likely possibility right now. The second problem has nothing to do with the date. The second problem is Hebb's Law. Because if you've been on one of those retreats, you also know that even though they are fantastic, amazing experiences, and I really hope to do one again, it's incredibly difficult to keep the motivation alive once you return home. And that's because habits form in context. So habits that feel easy to form when you're on a retreat are not necessarily easy to keep up once you return home. All the natural stresses and strains of life return and you don't have the headspace or somebody preparing your meals or all the great things that made it possible for you to access that part of yourself that knew anything was possible and that had the energy to do those things that were possible. And so the 60-minute retreat doesn't replace the big week-long retreats. It fills the gap that those types of retreats can't fill. By creating a space in the context of your own life, to begin shaping your habits in a direction that feels good to you. So why we do them is to cultivate the habits that go with the feelings we want in our lives, as well as to shape our brains to experience those feelings more easily, and finally to give us the opportunity to learn about what it feels like to experience those emotions and those feelings. I should say at this point there is a difference between emotions and feelings, but I'm going to talk about that in a later podcast because that's a subject in its own right. Okay, so that covers a little bit about why to do it and why it works, and also perhaps a little bit more about what it is. So now we move on to how it works. And again, we've sort of touched on this already because you know about Hebb's Law and the fact that when you change your brain, you change your life. So broadly speaking, that is how it works. It changes your brain, which changes your life. And it does that through repeated practice of productive habits of thought. You already know that when you want to make changes to how you think and experience the world, building great habits is much better than having one-off hits that skyrocket you to something wonderful and then plummet you back down to whatever the natural baseline was before. So the 60-minute retreat basically works by shaping patterns in your life. It's a habit. It's nothing more than that. Doing these a few times a week or even every day will naturally allow some of the great stuff to soak into the operating system, your subconscious. The other thing it does is it starts to help you, first of all, examine some of the thought processes you have. And secondly, get a sense of the connection between your mind and your body and what it feels like to experience the emotions or the sensations or the feelings that you are trying to cultivate. 
For many of us, those feelings are actually present in multiple everyday situations, but we don't always pay attention to them and therefore we miss them. However, because our brains are wired to pick up threat and negativity, we always spot that stuff. So by doing the 60 minute retreat, what it does is it calibrates your system also to notice the good stuff. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes to notice the good stuff. So instead of those good moments becoming almost like blank spaces between the bad ones, the good ones stand out just as easily. And the more that happens, the more of those moments you create. Now, if you're already on a path similar to this and you already are working on cultivating better feeling thoughts and stronger, more productive feelings, then this will probably resonate with you because you're already experiencing it. Literally anything you do repeatedly that makes you feel better will incrementally add to making you feel better. So the whole thing builds and builds and builds and builds. And whether it's the 60 minute retreat or some other format, the more you do it, the better it gets. So there you have it. That's the 60 minute retreat in a nutshell. Next week, I'll talk you through how to craft your own retreat, what to include in it, what you're looking to create, how you're looking to do that. And I'll also share with you a series of resources you can access to help you on your way. For now though, thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.